ask Chris about this. Um, I guess you got to be like a super freaky athlete to play here. It's like, but I mean, obviously, it's very intentional. Um, can, you, can you kind of tell us what you know what you think about you know from that perspective as well? It's not just him. I'm sure a lot of you kind of share that. Opinion. On Anthony, you're saying? Sorry. On Anthony, you said? No, no, I'm sorry. I'm talking about all throughout the draft. Like oh, the, yeah. The level of athletes that you guys are chasing. You know the the free cast. Um, no, that that's something. I mean, we Chris well, preaches it, and you know we just really harped on it. Don't ignore traits, okay? I mean, some guys are just too big and fast to fail. Now, obviously, they can't have any like really bad character. We're not going to take the shot then, but sometimes they're just too big and fast to fail. I mean, you're talking high floors, right? We always talk floor and ceiling. When when they're that talented. The floor is just so high. You know, you, okay, we're at least going to get this. You know what I mean? So it's like, just just go with it. That's what coaches are paid for. Yeah, well, I mean, we all have our, our areas and our schools. So um, just between myself and Chris, like Chris and I started scouting the same year, 20-some years ago. So um, it's not all the time, but if I see something that's pretty rare, I'll send them a text or, you know, you see a play on tape and it's kind of a wild factor and I feel like it's worthy of sending. So just back, it was, you know, back then when I went to the practice, um, saw some things at the practice I had never seen and then, you know, shot them a clip from, from the tape I was watching that day. But pretty much just to kind of send an alert, you know, so you know at that position, knowing that we we're going to be looking at that, and then you see something that rare, just back and forth between he and I. What did you, what did you see, see specifically? I'm sorry. What did you see specifically that just blew you away? Yeah. Uh, I guess just he had like a bounce to him as he was just running up and down the field and rolling out. Whatever he's doing throughout the course of the practice, it just had like a different kind of a bounce and rhythm to it. And then the ball just came out of his hand. It looked like, I mean, the closest thing I'd seen maybe was like Michael Vick, the ball come out of his hand. So everything just looked easy. So you kind of take a double take to see like, man, is this real? And you, I'd seen him play in the summer. I hadn't been to just see him live. And I, that was just out of practice. And so it was kind of just, you know, things like that you don't see often kind of stick in your head. So, so Morocco, it was unique. It was so unique that Totally out balances the fact that he has a play Correct, because you're not going to see that. Yeah. And I actually, I sent Chris just to be funny. I was like, man, you could charge a mission to watch this guy throw if he was like going to practice. He's yeah. like, it'd be like a circus just watching him throw. So, and then his body looked like a, he had the body like a defensive end and just, you know, how he moved. And so you keep watching. I know he struggled early in the year. But you still saw the flashes, and then he started to steady his play out. And then, you know, it just takes time. But when you see guys, to his point, we're always looking for traits. This year, we were trying to be more explosive. That's what we wanted to become. Uh, and then he, as the first pick, kind of signifies that. Ed, what was the discussion like about his accuracy in the draft? That's got to be something you guys worked through and talked about. Yeah, no, I mean, this was, I'll give Rock credit. He was fired up about him from the start. and. Uh, I went down there early in the year, and he wasn't playing as well. And it, it's just a hard study, right? Because you hit on it, 13 games played total. The 
okay, last year, I'm talking his sophomore year, threw like 60 balls. And it just, there's really, there's really not an accurate grade on the scale for a guy that, okay, he's got blue traits, but there's, there's no resume. And then the, the very little part that he has, it's, it was a roller coaster all year. Like, I mean, I had to watch, I, I watched him like four or five times. Like I was kind of like late, I was hard on him at first. And then the more I watched it, you know, Chris hit on it, boys. Like I, I always just watch games, I'm kind of old school. Like I don't want to watch all these cut-ups, I just want to watch games. But we did have a, we have a cut-up that's Stu and the guys do that's like all throws under pressure. And that's where you see like, all right, the dude's got natural instincts that some of these other guys did not. So you're going, all right, you know, we can fix some things. And like the accuracy, I would say a lot of it is speed. And I actually asked, asked him about it uh, one night. I'm like, hey, what do you think it is? And he said, he talked about that, you know, when he has, I go, why when you have so much time? Yeah, I was like, why when you have so much time, your perfect protection, you'll just miss one. And then when you're under pressure, you have to move up, slide to your left, and make the throw, it's perfect. And he's like, because I got all these people in my ear talking about mechanics. You know, there's, there's like gurus for everything nowadays. So, I mean, I think that just shows he is accurate. He just needs to stop thinking about all this other ancillary BS that all these guys harp on all the time. With golf shot. Yeah. <laughs> Just play, dude. Morocco, I'm curious how, uh, how much you got to know Anthony in this process, how much you kind of scout the person and what you learned, I guess, about sort of the way he's wired. Yeah, no doubt. That's a, that's a huge part of it as well. Um, I, I knew some people in this camp prior to even going in there, so I was able to get some crucial background is to just who the person is, right? We're not just scouting the player, we're scouting the person, but uh, genuine person, he's authentic. Um, I think he's a, a kind spirited human being first and foremost. And then when you look at his past and some of the obstacles he's had to overcome, you say, man, I mean, football, I mean, it's, it's the most difficult position to play in sports. But if he's been able to fall through, fight through some of the things that he had to in life, he and his family just to get to where he is now, then um, you want to bet on that type of a person, you know. I mean, because a lot of the times, if you have the talent, we talk about leadership, you know, some guys are great leaders, some guys don't want to do it, but when you have that talent that you're not going to see but every 20-some years, and you, if you can put it together, the guys are going to follow you if you're a good person. So I think that's what he is, first and foremost. He's a good guy, uh, good family from a tough situation, but and everybody you talk to, you know, you go through the school, especially like Ed Sam, you're trying, you're trying to, <laughs> you're trying to poke holes in any way you can to make sure you're not seeing ghosts. But um, like I said, first quality human being, and then the story we just build on it and build on it. Um, but he's kind of passed all those tests all the way to the end of where we met with him, and then then you can feel it when you talk to him. Was there any comparison through all the years of you guys doing this? Where you've got such a small body of work, but your eyes tell you this. This is. Is, is there anything anybody compared to? I can't think of one. Not that I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, similar to Josh Allen, but maybe even more, more in the tank. But you're right. He was talking about the resume. He just hadn't, he hadn't played a lot. Your eyes always says, I need, I need, I need to see more. But when you see it, maybe you see it out. Yeah. And then, I mean, 
what helps is when you have Chris who can, I mean, Chris can scout the players better than everybody. So we don't have to talk at Chris. We tell Chris what we think, and then he's going to tell you what he thinks. So I think the dialogue that we have in our draft room as we're talking and when your GM is like an elite caliber evaluator, it makes it easier. Then that vision is related to the head coach. Our head coach is a straight shooter. So when he came in, he told us, hey, I'm looking for this at quarterback, this, that, and the third. So that helps narrow down what we're shooting at. And so then as we get deeper and deeper and we start doing workouts and meeting, it kind of, then you kind of start to see like, okay, so we're looking for this. And do you have these two things versus, you know, what are the major things you have to have? And I think you don't, it always says, don't start with the end in mind. The further you go, you just kind of, the answer just happens as you do the work. Yeah, like just do the process and then the answer will come out at the end. So we didn't, it wasn't like we knew the whole time. I mean, we knew we had talent, but then it's like, what are we looking for? What are we trying to do? What do we want our quarterback to be for the Colts as opposed to what everybody else wants? And to Marco's point, when did it become like a uniform decision? Like, when did you all know, like, okay, this, 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 you know, this is who we're going to recommend to, you know, be the quarterback? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I don't, he, he kept it close to the vest. Um, he said he said something to me probably about a month ago, um, and to Rock's point about Anthony being genuine, authentic. Like, listen, I, I I went into this thing because of the limited resume, the stuff you're talking about. Like, like what are we doing? Like, it's 13 games. Like, that's where I started. By the end of it, the more time and Shane made a comment to me, and this was back, uh, you know, when he first got here. Like, pretend pretend they're this is a potential wife. Who do you want? Who do you want to marry? Who do you want to spend time with for ten years? Okay, and uh, just the more time I talked to Anthony, the more time I spent with him. Like I, I talked to him on the phone for like a total of four or five hours, and not last week, but like the two weeks prior to that. You know, he was here for a whole day. We were with him down there, and every time I spent time around him, you just you just like him. He's just a good guy. If he makes a mistake, it's not because he's doing something wrong or trying. It's just he didn't know. And that's where you're like, all right, he'll listen. He wants to be good. And, and you just you just like being around him. You said uh, yeah, a couple more. Just to clarify, you were saying, like, you talked to him a month ago with that uh, psych and the balance. What's that? Uh, with Chris and I, I mean, and Shane, yeah. And then I know he, Chris told the whole group, you know, he didn't want to tell the whole group right away because, look, it, he could be wrong. We could be wrong. So you don't want to, you don't want to tell the whole group what we're thinking, and it's not, it's not like oh we're worried something's going to get out of the building. It was just keep working through all the other players, all the other scenarios, and speak up if you don't feel if you feel something is you know there's a better option or you feel strongly about going another direction. Rock, I wonder if you could just speak to uh, there were. Jamar said this earlier. Obviously, Houston was like the wild card, right? Um, they picked Stroud, and then you don't know what's happening at number three. Uh, what were those moments like? And then once you got your guy, what's the relief? You know, once it's done. Yeah. Well, it was <laughs> it was some tension in there. It get it gets silent in the draft room right before we're about to pick, like every time. Yeah. So we're talking, we're having fun in there for the most part. But you can tell when the countdown is coming. 
there's some tension with every pick, but with that one, obviously knowing is somebody going to trade up. And, you know, we didn't know. Now we did our due diligence, and you know, nothing was just by happenstance. But you, guys, you don't know. You felt like you had an idea of what was going to happen. Yeah, but you don't know. Right. Yeah. So uh, we we knew we did the work on it, um, and then I I'll give it to Chris. Everybody isn't. Everybody couldn't do that and sit there and say, look, let's let it play out, feel good about where we are. So it just shows uh, his belief in you know, the information he was able to find out and his just belief in, hey, I think we'll be able to, to get the guy here. And then once we saw the trade and we saw that it was Houston, and it was this gigantic sigh of relief, you know, because um, once you know who you want, like he says, like, I like to say it's like the prom date. He says it's a wife. You don't you don't want the second or third choice to go to the prom. You want who you want to go with. So we got our date, and then uh, it was just exciting, especially when you have the GM and the head coach like on one accord, and then when the head coaches let you know like I like this player for this reason, and I think we can do this with this player. Then you're like, oh okay. So nobody's gonna pick the player, and then say something different than we said in the meetings. But it was, it was just exciting. Everybody was um, was happy about it. Obviously, it's a big boy that we needed to get somebody in there. And um, there was a lot of work done. Like, as you know, last season was a long season. So everything leading up <laughs> to here is like climbing a mountain. And uh, it, it panned out, I think, the way that we wanted it to. And you talked about the last question. Watching film on Anthony and breaking down all the stuff, what on film showed you, what did you tell from the running That's probably, that's probably the easiest thing to see. <laughs> no, I mean, that's. Can you describe the style of He's really fast, and, and he's so big. I mean, when I was I was texting, um, I don't remember what it was, but we were, Rock and I were texting, because right? I was going down there uh, right before the LSU game, and I'm like, hey, what's, you know, what's this dude look like? And he's like, he looks like a pass rusher, <laughs> you know, playing quarterback. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, the size, he's hard to tackle, he's hard to get on the ground, and he's really fast. Like, he's not, he's not going to be this elusive, you know, darty guy like Lamar. Like, he's just built different that way. But uh, his speed is real. Like, you, you see that. I mean, there's legitimate speed there. I went to the LSU game. Yeah. Did you go to the Yeah, South Carolina. And it's, the, it's being able to, it's not even the style, it's just the arm and the legs. Like the top 10 paid quarterbacks in the league, they're dual threat quarterbacks. So if I'm in the pocket and I have the arm, or if the play breaks down and I can run, and when you have that type of high level just talent, you gotta defend every blade of grass on the field, and you can't as a defense, if I can run and throw. At some point, you know, you got the guy's not a finished product at all, but to have those traits like he's saying, it's just, it's just scary to defend the guy. And that's the one thing for me, out of all the quarterbacks, and I got this from Mike Shanahan back in the day, he would always say, who do I not want to play against? Who do I want to play against? And you're looking at it, and you can say who's more polished or who's more this and that. He's the guy you don't want to play against. Because it's like I don't know, like Steve McNair, but faster maybe. Like those kind of guys can make one or two plays once they mature and they win the game is decided by a couple.